Hey, hey, you guys. It's been a while, hasn't it? But MTR has returned. The prodigal son has returned. Well, you guys, this is Comics After Dark. Not for long. I know you saw that, that Instagram post and you were like, oh, no. What does, what does the final episodes mean? And I probably should have fixed this camera right off the bat, so I'm going to do it right now. I got the chance. Nope, couldn't do it, you guys. I apologize. But, yes, Comics After Dark is coming to this final episodes. But that doesn't mean Comics After Dark isn't going to continue. We got some special things, some news that's going to be announced a little bit later. But enough about that. We have a very special guest today. We have Matt from Nerdy Pop. Hey, hey. hey. He's, a, he's on the camera. He's on that camera right there. Hi. <laughs> so we're going to be, we're just going to geek out and talk about a whole bunch of comic book stuff, uh, nerdy stuff, geeky stuff. I mean, Matt has several things in his sleeve, so he gets to talk about all the <laughs> awesome projects, has, including flying, the one thing you will probably never catch MTR <laughs> doing. I absolutely hate flying. I think really? it is. Yeah, it, I think it, I can't. I can't do it, dude. <laughs> it's just like, look, like me and up there, not okay. Me in the ocean, not okay. Me on land, I'm, I'm happy. All right, I'm a happy clam. But nonetheless, you you do do that in several other things. So we're gonna I go, do. We're yeah. gonna get into that a little bit later. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we we recently did a nerdy pop, and of course, I told you guys to go listen to it. It's awesome. We have an hour and a half of me just being mad at the comic book movie <laughs> universe, which is which is not fun. That was but, great. Uh, but Matt, you you are you do nerdy pop. You've done mm-hmm. a few other podcasts. So let's go ahead. First off, let's talk about nerdy pop. Sure. You yeah. recently brought back nerdy pop. Originally, you were doing stuff with Rob Liefeld. Yeah. You guys were kind of putting out videos and then slowly but surely the videos became a little shorter and shorter the last <laughs> recent one was rogue one and you guys took a little bit of a hiatus. right yeah yeah we were doing um we were doing a web show and uh you know we we gave it i think in the in a big but it was a big experiment you know neither of us had done that kind of thing before and uh and so we were trying it out we were playing around having fun um and uh and then you know, things changed and Rob had other opportunities and moved on to different things. And, uh, but I never could let quite let go of ner- yeah. the idea of nerdy pop. I just, I loved the name and the brand and the idea of it. I just love geeking out about stuff. Uh, so we tried it a couple different ways, but the video production side just became, I mean, such a beast. So yeah, yeah we brought it back as a podcast. But I mean, like, I remember back when we were uh, at KPFK, yes. we brought you on yeah. and I, Totally suggested on there. You need Justin Timberlake just once to go nerdy pop. Oh yeah, and you'll be good for sure. And no, then- that's still the goal. That's still, <laughs> that's that that if if that doesn't happen, then I will feel as though I have failed in life. <laughs> if at some point I don't just hear the nerdy pop, you know, you gotta yeah, it has to happen like a, like a bubble like burst immediately after. Exactly, that, that'll be that'll be the new thing. <laughs> that'll be the new t- uh, the new uh, uh, theme uh, theme like scroll or yeah. whatever title. Sorry, you guys. It's early in the morning for us right now <laughs> that, I, no that's when we'll know we'll have made it that's when that's when we know we made it if, if justin timberlake does that for us but you currently have a new co-host that's yeah. been helping you on nerdy pop yeah so my my buddy jeff bachman uh we've known each other for i don't know six seven years now we're just we're good buddies he he married me and my wife and uh i mean we've just we've done a ton of stuff together and then we had started another podcast i think i told you sort of as a joke about a year and a half ago. Yes. And um, our wives like to watch the Bachelor shows. And they would make us watch. And we'd sit and make fun of these shows. And we thought we were hilarious, of course. And so um, we were like, oh, we should totally record ourselves and make a podcast or something out of it. And so at the the next season premiere, we showed up at their house to watch. And I showed up with microphones and was like, we're doing <laughs> we're a podcast. Doing and we literally just made it up on the spot. Put no effort into the thing at all. <laughs> you know, all these other things that you like kill yourself to try and make them work and whatever. And then this we put zero effort into. And of course, it just like took off. So yeah, that, yeah. that's, that's bros before Rose men who watch the bachelor. So there you go. You guys, if, if you're interested in the bachelor or if you're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. we make way. fun of it pretty good. We, we, it's, it's, we, we, we made our tagline. Uh, we watch the bachelor. So you don't have to. 
So a lot of our listeners actually write in and are like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even watch the show. I, I just, I just listen to you guys. So I need, I, Matt, I need you more in my life then. Cause you need to start <laughs> going and watching movies for me that I can't make it to. Right. Exactly. Point. Exactly. So speaking of movies, you recently watched Venom and you guys also put out a review through Nerdy. We Club. did. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of Venom? You know, it, it was, um, not good. That's how you know. Cause he said, uh. well, here's the, here's the thing. If it, I, I judge movies based on what I go to see them for. Okay. If that makes sense. So if I'm going to go see a big summer popcorn flick, I'm not looking for Shakespeare. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. looking for, did it succeed as a big summer popcorn flick? This one, um, it had a ton of flaws. I mean, a, just a, a ton of flaws, but it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. Like it was, it was a fun ride. It wasn't, there's a ton of things you could pick apart about it. Um, I think I said I'd give it a like C plus B minus, yeah. but um, it you know you get an A for effort. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, there that some of the acting was uneven, um, and so, there just was a lot of rushed plot development that didn't make sense to me. And but overall, did I have a good time? Yeah. Would I go see it again in the theater? No, I wouldn't. But. Um, do I regret seeing it the first time? No, absolutely not. We had, we, you know, Jeff and I had a good time. We laughed and, uh, you know, it was fun. It was, it was disappointing in that I think um, I was hoping for something a little scarier or something a little more intense. Yeah, they kind of made it seem like it was like that, huh? They made yeah. it seem like it was this this really big like thrill ride of like just all this craziness and just yeah. like like this intense venom. And it just ended up I uh, I hadn't seen it, but of course I talked to everybody, and I'm sure, the type of person sure. that's like spoilers. Give them to me, dude. I am too. Let's talk about. I want to know because. I do not avoid spoilers okay. at all. Yeah. Um, very rarely do I see a movie and not know pretty much everything that's going to happen. And I don't feel like, for me, I don't feel like that takes anything away from it. I, I almost enjoy it more, and I think it's because um, if I don't know what's going to happen, I've imagined something insanely better in my mind. Or I just, or just even ratcheted up the expectations oh, to yeah. a point that's insane that'll never be met. And then it doesn't live up to that because, exactly. it, you know, especially if it's like a movie everybody's been talking about. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And if I don't it's know. It's the appetizer before the main course, man. You just you get a little you get a little nibbly and, you know, you're, you're like, oh, my God, like I'm hungry. I, I want more. I want more. I want more. And then finally, when you get that that yeah. that main course, you're just like, yes. But I am careful yes. about it because I do know other people. It, it does ruin it for. So, I, you know, I try to be sensitive to other people and not spoil things unless they want to. But like my wife finally has realized that most of the time when we watch a movie or a TV show or something, I, you I've already, already, I've already read up the whole plot. <laughs> I know what's happening ahead of time. But again, for me, it doesn't ruin it for her. I think it would, I think she would be like, well, what's the, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I already know what's going to happen. Like, why, why would you, why would you do this to me? Yeah. You just look at her and you're like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say any of that. Right. Well, and it's interesting to see how they're going to pull it. Like you, you might know that this is what's going to happen, but how does that come across? And do they do that? Well, and sometimes you hear things that you're like, really they did that but then you see it and you're like oh because they the way they did it it actually makes sense or it's believable yeah. or you know or i don't know there are times where you hear oh they did that and then you go see it and you're like that wasn't believable like they didn't pull that off at all that's <laughs> kind of how i felt with like infinity war when i was going mm-hmm. because i actually i had read the the uh i text someone and i was like hey like what's the what's the dead count? Like text me who died. Right. And she's like, are you sure? And I go, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Text it to me. Tell me, tell me, tell me. So she told me and I was like, really? Like, she's like, yeah. And this is the order of it too. So I'm going sure. in knowing the order. And I was just kind of like, Oh, like I'm expecting all Loki deaths. So I'm like right. crazy choked Got out. It. Like, Got yeah. It. So I'm like, yeah. And then it's like Gamora, no blood laying on the floor. I was like, Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess she's dead. So I'm expecting these like, I'm expecting rated R. It totally got PG-13. Right. Well, I mean, and it, it is. It's PG-13. Yeah. But did you see, uh, I just saw yesterday that now the rumors are that Guardians 3 has been pushed back to, it's not going to be filmed until 2021. No, I haven't heard anything about that. But Why it's, else it's, just a, it? it's just a rumor, but it was going around yesterday and I'm like. Dude, because they were supposed to start supposed filming to next year. Produ- yeah, production. Yeah. yeah, so they were. Yeah, they were supposed to be in pre-production by now and be shooting by the end of the year, beginning of the next year. And I Mark guess. Hamill was supposed to be a part of the third one. Oh, I don't I know if I that's didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, because I guess like James Gunn like lives yeah. like right down the street from like Mark Hamill, and he was oh, okay. like, "Hey, 
like, would you like to like be in my movie? And he's like, dude, come talk to me. So th- there was tweets that were yeah. shared between them. So I, I was having a feeling that they were going to lean in on that. The only way that I think they could save Guardians is if they actually go with the old school Guardians. Remember how we had Sylvester Stallone in like the post-credit yeah, yeah, yeah. scene? I think that would be the way to like... That would be the way to save Guardians. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do now. I mean, this was supposed to be the the third one was supposed to close out this trilogy, and, and but that it was all James Gunn. I mean, that was all him, like literally writing the script, writing, everything. directing everything. It was his and, baby. Um, you know, the rumor is that they're still going to use his script, but obviously he's not going to direct it. I, I just, I don't he, think even Batista is going to be a part of it though because he's protesting. Oh, he's him at pissed. This point. Oh yeah, and he wants to be a part of. Uh, of his of uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie, if he does it, I heard that as well. And you <laughs> which know, which he could be Bane, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, come yeah, on. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see it. I can see his Bane, or like maybe even just like somebody else that uses the Venom as well. Yeah, I would be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, either way, mm, Batista is Bane. He's Hispanic too, isn't he? Right. It would make sense. And then he can break the bat later on. But who's our Batman? DC Universe, what are you doing? Oh, man. They I'm don't... so confused. Here's the problem. So confused. They don't have the answer to that question. <laughs> Nobody at DC knows the answer to the question, DC, what are you doing? They don't know. This is such a... I mean, what a freaking mess over there. Right. They have no idea what they're doing. And they've had so many opportunities to get it together and they haven't taken I just, any of them. I feel like nobody's on the same, not just the same, not even wavelength communication. Link. Like there's, they're like, I feel like there are too many departments that just aren't coming together and being like, Hey, you guys like, weren't we supposed to be making like, like another justice league movie? And right. someone else is like, Dude, I got this script for like Suicide Squad two. I mean, it, that's part of the con. What Joker are we using now? And then, right. and then Matt Reeves is like, "Well, I got a contract over here saying that I'm making the next Joker." What fucking Joker is that? It's Hawking <laughs> Phoenix. When the fuck do we bring on Hawking Phoenix as the Joker? Uh, it's just like they know nothing. It's, it's it's such a mess, man. It's such a mess. I I and then you know now now the rumors the last two weeks have been that that. Henry Cavill's out as Superman. Yes. Uh, the rumors forever have been that Ben Affleck's out as Batman. So we're going to lose Superman, the Superman and Batman that we've had. To me, that goes, okay, well, then that continuity is over. But we're not getting rid of Wonder Woman or Aquaman because they, they're yeah. potentially, do, I mean, Wonder Woman did so well. And then we'll, we'll see how Aquaman does. So how do you how do you negotiate that? Can you just recast I, Superman and Batman in the middle of something big? You you know what you do is you I, I think the only way is to do it is you lean into lean into Flashpoint. At this point, right, we but they have just to pushed Flashpoint back again to twenty twenty one. That got pushed back this week. And yes. I know, like so my my uh, a friend of mine, um is, Who will be no I'm joking. No, no, she she's awesome. She she's a writer uh in, in Hollywood and and has a has a show coming out on CBS called Fam and uh but her husband is John Francis Daly, who was hired and I don't know any inside scoop and I actually have not met him. I have not seen her since they got married, but, um, but they hired him and his writing directing partner, uh, Jonathan Goldstein to write and direct the flash. And, you know, so I'm like excited to see, cause they've done some, they worked on Spider-Man homecoming. They, they did game night. They've done some fun yeah, movies yeah, like that. Good movies. So I'm kind of like, that's kind of a cool different, you know, they know how to bring that fun, uh, vibe and I and I'm I'm interested to see what what how that's going to turn out. So I was super bummed to read this week that it got pushed back two years. Yeah, and they're saying because Ezra is Ezra Miller, Ezra yes, Miller, because he's currently within the the Harry Potter universe. Exactly, right and they're going to start doing the third uh, Fantastic Beast movie next summer, and so uh, it's going to get bumped. So everything's everything's just DC. It's like every week, it's like what disappointment are you going to hand my way? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I just because I. <laughs> On Nerdy Pop, I do uh, on Thursdays. I do the Nerdy News, and and every week it's like, okay, if there's a positive DC thing, it's gonna be TV. Yeah, if it's a negative, negative and then it's gonna be film. And it's oh, there's always something negative film wise to report. Always, there's just every week, and I'm like, this sucks, man. Because yeah, is horrible. I, I said when you were on when you were on Nerdy Pop, I, I'm a DC guy. I grew up on the DC characters, not on Marvel. I never was a big Spider Man fan. I am. Now with the movie stuff, I'm, I've gotten into all that and I've gone back a little bit. But I grew up on Batman. I grew up on Superman, Green Lantern. How do you freaking screw up Green Lantern? Like you, that made me so mad. You screwed up by 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 
uh, by leaning towards the kids and like making it oh, like for sure. kiddish. Yeah. And that and but you know what? I actually I still kind of like the Green Lantern movie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I like I like it to I like it for what it is. I don't like it in the fact of like the acting is a little it's a little Adam West campy-ish. Yeah. And it's so, like someone was like, oh yeah, DC, like there's just somebody at fucking Warner Brothers that's always like, oh, DC, uh, Adam West, <laughs> Batman. And it's like, no, you fucking curmudgeon. Like, th- it's not that. Stop leaning towards that. And, and they always do it. And I just don't get it because they had, you know, they, they and they keep doing this. They had, you know, Michael Keaton. They, they had the Batman thing in the late 80s, early 90s that was like, oh, this is rad. And then they ruined that with Joel Schumacher. And then they had you know, Christopher Nolan's Batman movies. And you're like, okay, cool. You've got something cool to build upon. No, let's do something stupid and get Zack Snyder in here. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I don't understand. They, they have, they build good foundations and then they refuse to build upon them. They decide, no, let's destroy that and build a crappier thing. I mean, it's the same thing with the old school Supermans, man. Do you remember uh, oh, yeah. Superman four, the quest for peace? With Richard <laughs> Pryor? You guys got to think about this. Everybody's like, dude, we had such good Superman movies. No, you didn't. You lie because it eventually got switched into something else. No, one and two were good. Three three was the Richard Pryor one. And then four, the quest for peace with Nuclear Man. And I mean, yeah. that was so horrible. And uh, yeah, the, and even as a kid, when when as a kid you look at something and you go, that sucks. <laughs> you know it's bad. Like I saw Superman for the quest for peace in theaters as a kid because I'm old. and I, <laughs> And I remember thinking... It's like it's like when I went to see Star Trek Five, you know, I, as a kid, I was like, "Wait, what? That was crap!" Like, wait, was Star Trek Five with the whales? No, that was That's four. four. Four, that was great. Five was when they went to find God at the end of the universe. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, and, yeah. And William Shatner directed it, and it was just like that. They had sold out on the special effects and the acting, just everything about it. You're like, I go back and watch it now, and, and every once in a while, I'll put on. I loved every once in a while put on a movie that I know is crappy just to see if it's as crappy as I remember oh, it being. Oh gosh, I you can't know? do that. Like Ghost Rider. Oh god, did you see Ghost Rider in theaters? No. I, yeah, I, I Nick Cage just yeah. So <laughs> <gasps> what? <laughs> Always screaming. There's treasure something. in the Statue of Liberty. We gotta go. That is a great. So <laughs> you need to do that more often. That's a new nerdy pop segment. Nerding with I, with Nick Cage. Here's the crazy. I've never done that before. That was <laughs> the first, first right time. there. I experimented there live on your show. So no, but I mean, uh, there's just you know, like a couple of years ago, I turned on Batman and Robin. I made it 15 minutes in. I'm like, this is way worse than I even remembered it being. This is so terrible. And you just go, how do you screw these things up? Like you're handed. You know, Star Trek Five, perfect example. Star Trek Four was the biggest, most successful and one, whatever. And then they just like, oh, okay, well, we're not even going to try on the next one. Well, what? see, Star Trek is kind of like it's like Freddy Cougar, and then in the in the sense of people are like, what horror and sci-fi? Let me finish real quick. <laughs> the fact of the matter, it's like opposite of Freddy Cougar. So like with Freddy Cougar, every odd movie is good and every even sure. one sucks yeah. mm-hmm. now with star trek every even, even movies, movies. Are it is yeah and all the odd ones well suck. that i think around the time uh, nemesis came out that 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 fell apart but it made it for a long time on the evens uh yeah i mean and, and nemesis obviously killed the next generation thing and everything although they're bringing back uh, Picard as a TV show, I heard. which I'm stoked on. I love. So I'm is a that huge supposed Star to be a prequel? No, it's gonna. They're gonna. They're saying as much time has passed since Nemesis as has passed in real life. No, so they want to catch up with Picard where he's at, and yeah, I'm stoked on that. Like I, I'm, I. That was my nerd out as a kid. I grew up on Star Trek, and so even bad Star Trek, I'm like. Bring it. Give me something. Like I just new more Star Trek is great. I love it. It's just I'm a nerd like that. So I got I got a question for you. Do it. Will Whedon. <laughs> He's older now. He is. Bring him back in. I, I, I like Will Wheaton. I, I do. I like Will Wheaton. I think he's funny to follow online and he writes funny things. Um, can he act? I'm still not convinced. But, you know, cameo might not be a, a bad thing to like throw in just for all the fans to hate on a little bit. <laughs> he, 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 he acts pretty good when he's playing those board games on YouTube. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. With his only, with like what, he gets a special guest appearance on Big Bang maybe once, uh, once a season. That's pretty much it, yeah. And yeah, that's about it yeah yeah 
Yeah, he seems like a good guy, though. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think I could beat him at some board games. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But the fact of the matter is, maybe acting after that, I don't know. You are right. Yeah. But with that being said, bring back. do we bring back the old crew? What do you mean by the old, the, like, the like next generation Like, as much as we crew? can, yeah. I mean, I don't see how they, I mean, it would, be to me, be unbelievable to, to, to tell a story in which Picard has l- completely lost touch with all of the people that he did most of his life with, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think they're going to have to pop back in and cameos or, or have different things. But they have said there was speculation at first that it was going to be just a limited series, like one season type thing. They've said that they're planning on going multiple seasons with it. So That's good. it could bring people in. I, I hopefully, I, I feel like they'll come in with a kind of a longer, t- long-term plan and, and it'll bring people in at different points or something like that. Now, real quick, just because I'm out of the loop on sure. it, what is that going to be aired on? That'll be on CBS All Access. Okay, so it's going to be the digital. Yeah, their their goal from what they're saying, so they put, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. What's the guy, uh, the producer? Shoot, he was involved in the new Star Trek movies and then he was involved in Discovery. J.J. Uh, Abrams? No, mm-hmm. one of his guys, though. I can see his face. Kurtzman? Robert, is it? Uh, Robert Kurtzman? No. Not Kirkman. <laughs> Alex, I don't remember. Shoot, I get all those guys mixed up, Robert. Yeah, Robert I, I got you right now. Uh, what, what, he's the producer of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they've made him basically the Kevin Feige of the new Star Trek universe that they're trying to create on 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 TV. So the the goal anyway is to basically have multiple Star Trek things going on, not at the same time. You were right, Alex uh, Alec Kurtzman. Yes, you were correct. There you go. So. Um, and so he's kind of overseeing this and creating these different shows. There's rumors there's an animated show in the works. There's different things. But he, they've said they want to have something Star Trek on almost all the time, not overlapping because they don't want to over, you know, saturate. But yeah. So for me, I'm like, that's that's yeah, my utopian it. world that do I would it. want to live in. <laughs> what is, What is it about Star Trek that like just you enjoy it so much? Um, I love, I, I think I've always been attracted to techie future stuff like i liked star wars growing up and i i appreciate it more now because star wars had had such great character and um sort of the saga of it all yeah you know um but i was attracted to star trek because it was more it was more sci-fi star wars is fantasy star trek's a little more sci-fi yeah um if you like outlaw and gunsman's you go with like yeah star wars yeah and if I you do, like like not... continuity and like these like just awesome long storylines you go with star trek yes and so i i um i don't know i've just always gravitated toward that i find it fascinating i think they've built a big universe that they keep expanding on and there's lots of nuance to that i always find that interesting they did it in a way where they did it sort of slowly Uh um whereas something like like lord of the rings where it's this massive universe that you're walking into and you got to figure it all out right like they just keep throwing names at you and you're like (laughs) what the hell man i can't keep up but with star trek it was like they started with this this show and then they added this and then these things came in later you know whatever um and developed like oh what's the background of the klingons and all that stuff so you you can kind of get into it that way but it's also just kind of it's got it's got a mix of that that sci-fi fantasy but also a little bit of escapism fun to it yeah yeah i just i just enjoy it i love the og star trek yeah beyond belief and even more now that like they digitally remastered stuff oh, and they yeah. kind of added stuff here. And in my head, I'm like, man, they had great effects in that day. My buddy's like, no, this is this is new. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah. But man, it was it, it's still great to watch this because like the stories definitely like they sometimes go really out there and really far fetched. Sure. But there's some that are just like, wow, man, like I can't believe you guys first off thought of this, second off pulled it off. Oh, for sure. Like they were they worked with what they had and worked with it greatly. Yeah, definitely. There there are swings and misses on on certain things, but they, they, they did well with what they did and with what they had at the time, you know, what I, like mirror mirror where it's like, if you just have an evil mustache, exactly. you're a bad guy. I love that. I love that. That's so good. You give Spock a goatee. He is evil. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, you also have your own company that you run. Uh huh. I've got a couple um, so Rogue Creative Development is is my production company, marketing company. Uh, we do digital marketing. We do a lot of video work. Um, and then that's that's sort of technically who produces like Nerdy Pop and Bros Before Rose and, 
and those podcasts. And then, um, and then my other company is Rogue Aviation, which is a helicopter flight school. And uh, we do never we catch also, me down on that. Not, <laughs> not if your life depended on it. We also do aerial video work there, high end aerial video work from the from the helicopters. But yeah, it's super fun. Um, I've actually I've wanted to because we did so when one of the last things we did with Nerdy Pop when it was a video thing. I don't know if you saw this, but we did helicopter karaoke. Oh God. I would that first off that's awesome it was so much fun that is awesome second off you'll you'll have to blindfold me <laughs> and put like something over my ears and be like don't worry about it if don't you ever want to do that we had so much fun uh my friend Kamari Copeland she's a singer she was on like Glee and stuff and then uh, a friend of hers a friend who's now a friend of mine AJ Raphael who's a big YouTube guy um and we just went up and did like 90s rap songs and 90s hip hop songs and stuff and flew around and we made it it's so funny we had so many technical difficulties doing it but um that we ended up having to i think we shot four different days flying oh wow because there was one day we landed realized none of the audio captured so that was a waste was it because of the was it because of like the motor and everything that's going on no it just we were we hadn't ever done recording through the like because you're using the headphones and stuff in the helicopter okay and so there was a lot of learning curve on that okay so it's it's when you watch the final thing it's like spliced together of like four you can't really tell but it's like four different days we're in completely different locations (laughs) like one we're out flying around catalino one we're like you know but and it just kind of jumps around but it was super fun and anyway I, i've thought about like occasionally like doing like a, a podcast episode while we're flying or something that's like awesome that. you know do some just mix it up i would i oh god i never call me for that <laughs> never call me for that you'll listen but you. I mean, won't, oh yeah you but I'll, I'll watch and even be frightful and be like i don't know about it. the only thing that i know uh, anything about flying at all period it's only one fun fact and it has nothing to do with flying. well it has something to do with flying but like technically nothing at the same time so there is a ride over in Disneyland. Yeah. Technically California Adventure. It used to be the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Now it's Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy Escape Ride. Yep. Well, you would know this. For buildings that are over 200 feet, you have to put a red light at the top. So yes. like at night when people are flying in, they could see exactly where it's at. Yep. Well, they didn't want it to ruin the ambiance. So they literally have built that tower to 199 feet just a foot below yes see that's fascinating disneyland is one of two amusement parks the other one of course being disney world in the entire country that has been granted by the faa a tfr which is a temporary flight restriction around it they call it a temporary flight restriction but it's 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 a permanent it's there (laughs) it's always it's always there um these are, these are things that they, in Area 51, the right. two places. <laughs> these are things they put up over like, you know, Dodger games and stuff like that. But, you know, that last for like four hours and, and you can't fly over during that time without permission or whatever. But Disneyland has a permanent one. And uh, 24 so, hours, seven so days a week. Always. And it's been since like early 2000s. So I think they got it uh, not long after 9-11. So, you know, I can I have gotten permission many times to fly over, but you have to get permission. You can't. Yeah, you know, you have to stay on your course, whatever. Um, so it's interesting that they would even have to abide by that rule when technically no one can even aircraft fly aren't supposed to, to be even flying, especially <laughs> anywhere near that low of two hundred feet. Two hundred feet is not high. Two hundred feet is it you know. for you, okay? Right, right. You're, well, we, you're already the jolly green giant compared to me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> an extra foot on me, I would be scared. Look, I wear boots and I get an extra two inches. I'm like, this is too high. This is way too high. I need to get down. All right. Uh, but uh, with flying, how exactly does all that go? Because I, I know nothing about flying. And that seems like, first off, extremely difficult. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, you have to like, you have to know like airwaves yep. and like the way things happen and how to react in turbulence and <laughs> i can barely handle recording a podcast and doing these five things on my own it let is, alone doing that it is insane it, it's you know it's part of what because you know i started out way back when i was I, w- I did a master's in education and taught high school for a while and and, and i love i love education and theory and all that kind of stuff um i'm kind of a nerd about that stuff but I so when I got into aviation, had no idea the stuff you had. Like you go to the DMV to get your car, your license to drive a car. You just gotta show them you can drive a car and answer a few questions about the laws. Yeah, you good. 
done. You got to get your helicopter license. You got to know physics. You got to know like how the engine works. I mean, you start like things that all the mechanics of it, the systems of the helicopter, communication. You have to report. You have to repair your own helicopter. (laughs) Who told you that? Like, I don't even do that for my car. I'm just like, and I just remember sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, I did not. I never knew." I never thought I was gonna have to learn all this stuff. I don't. I don't. I'm not a science guy. You know, like that's just not. I never got science. I was. I was an English and you know history kind of guy. So so learning physics and and all of that is is crazy. And then on top of that, you look at a plane. Planes look like birds. They 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 look like okay. Yeah, I get how that flies. Like it just aerodynamic. Yeah. Like it it can glide. Whatever. Helicopters don't. You look at those, you're like, it shouldn't do it. It shouldn't. Yeah. That shouldn't do that. So, in fact, I, I had to, I read like maybe like a year or two ago, I was looking at helicopters. How exactly does it fly? And then yeah. that's when I saw that like it's like basically the the it sucks in the air to like push you up, correct? Yes, in in a very simplified. How way. dare you? It's as far <laughs> as I can go. Not, okay, I don't want to get too. <laughs> it gets crazy. I mean, the, the the best way I can describe it is, you know, you you ever drive going driving down the road and put your arm out the window. And if you just, if you have it straight out, it, it cuts through the air. If you tilt your hand, even just a slight bit, your hand starts to go up. That's what the blades on the helicopter are doing. So you're just changing the angle just a slight bit. And it's amazing. You start to get this lift. And it, it, and it uh, there's a lot more to it, obviously. But it's super complicated. Um, so we started this flight school because... Uh, for a number of reasons one because you love flying (laughs) i love flying um there's a uh, we really wanted to focus on safety there's a lot of flight schools who unfortunately are cutting corners on safety and maintenance and people are getting hurt and um and we wanted a place for ourselves where we could go and be like we didn't have to worry about those things because we knew it was being taken care of and it realized okay then we need to provide it and so with that and then just building a kind of cool flight community of people who want that who want that same thing so we've we've gotten to do that it's been really really fun um and yeah it's it's there's we've got about 20 something students right now we got four helicopters and we're having a good time and it's really it's really fun Oh, you just you just give me anxiety just talking <laughs> about it, man. So, uh, what what would you suggest for someone like me that's maybe scared of heights and then maybe wants to be a part of this? Well, see, the the interesting thing with the helicopter is I get a lot of people who are like, I don't know, I'm scared of heights. I'm not sure about heights. And then I if I get if I can get them to come for a flight, by the after we take off, they're like, this it's not really a heights thing, and it doesn't trigger that thing in them that's yeah. afraid of heights um you feel like you're floating in a bubble sort of you know that that's even worse <laughs> <laughs> that's even wor- look man i already have a hard time being in a tube <laughs> like in the sky like let's just say so this good. so the uh, at so knott's good. at knott's berry farm yeah uh, not i shouldn't even say knott's berry farm uh but i i guess i could because roller coasters but at knott's soak city they have okay. that they have like two giant slides that are next to each other. There's the one that like has the little hills and it just goes down, down, down. Yeah. But then they have the actual one with the drop. It's not even a straight drop. Okay. It's actually like at just a really like crazy slope. So I went into that and I might, I don't know. I don't know if I pushed myself or what happened, but I remember going down and I actually like threw my arms out and legs and stopped myself in the tube before dropping. <laughs> and I was like, Oh I my know God, you're not supposed to do that. Oh yeah. And that's exactly what I did. I'm like, wait, you're not supposed to do this. I'm like, all right, well I just got to cross and take the ride. Doing that was the most horrific feeling in the world for me. I don't you know, know if I can handle that. It's not for everyone. It's just, it's not. And I, I. If you want a funny video, we're going to go oh, find yeah. that'd it. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. It's not, it's not for everybody, but it's for people who, you know, like I was thinking about it today. I'm like, it's been, we're still kind of in the first century of all of history where we've had the option to like fly as a career or yeah. as a thing, you know, like. Like that's without being like a like a licensed pilot and doing it for like uh you know the uh not Boeing but you know like uh Southwest and stuff like that. Now it's becoming a little more tinier, a little more community. Well, even that, I mean, like, but I mean, a hundred years ago, planes were just becoming a thing. You know, so yeah. it's like, we're, how many more wings can you add to make this thing fly? Exactly. And they're like, no, that's so not like, the way it happens. In the history of the of the world of thousands and thousands of years or whatever, millions of years or uh, who knows whatever the. We were still in the infancy of of flight, and so it's it's for me. I'm like, this is such a cool thing to be a part of. That like, you know, people for year, for ever have looked up at birds and gone, 
I don't want to do that. That like we get we get stuck on the ground, and we finally figured out a way to let us do it. <laughs> so. Or they're like me, and they just look. There's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, you know what? Matt? If you can convince me enough, I, I might get on on a plane. But you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get a GoPro or something, dude. Oh, heck you're yeah. gonna have. You're gonna laugh so hard, and I'm gonna be like, "Stop laughing!" It'd be mean, great. It's be not great. funny, and you're like, "Why are you crying?" I'm mean, like, "You don't understand, man. You don't understand." <laughs> and knowing you, you'll be like, "Let's just drop a little bit. Let's just drop a little bit." I'll be like, "I hate you. I hate Scare you." Scare the hell so out of much. you a little bit. So, are you going to continue doing uh, the helicopter karaoke? I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. We haven't been doing any video stuff for the new podcast. We've just been doing audio, but. You know, if it starts to do well, we'll put more more time and effort into it. Um, you know, we're kind of feeling it out as we go. Obviously, I've got a lot of things going on, and uh, Jeff does as well. And so, um, we want to do it. We want to do anything we want to do. We want to be able to do well. So I don't yeah. want to commit to like, oh, we're gonna start doing all this video stuff when we know like uh, it'll be every once in a while because we don't have time. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, and even more so, I mean, with podcasting, like, there are a few different ways. Obviously, we have the full studio yeah. here. Uh, not really as mobile, but there's other ways where you can, you know, plug into a Zoom. You get everything that you need to do. You Which edit is what it we do. post, and then you're good to go. Yeah. Yep. But you do have a beautiful, beautiful studio. You, uh, Thank you. you guys, if you followed us on uh, Comics After Dark or That's Live Podcast, I did post a, a picture of, of the office, and oh, my gosh. Am I jealous? While nice. you have this like Thanks. beautiful, nice floor, I, I got this room that I'm just like <laughs> I'm carving as much as I can. It's awesome. But, but you have uh, you you have uh, I mean chair space, uh, ping pong table, uh, <laughs> TV projector, uh, computers, your office, as well as my favorite part, uh, you still ho- are holding on to the Nerdy Pop Studio. Yeah, we still got that. It we we kind of created it in a way where we could. It could be flexible. We could use it for other things. So we've used it for all kinds of shoots and different things. But we, yeah, we'll still 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 do some stuff in there. Now, uh, with that being said, uh, where can we find both of uh, uh, Rogue Aviation and as well as a uh, uh, Rogue Creative? Rogue Creative Development is roguecreatives.com and Rogue Aviation is flyrogue.com. And then, of course, where can we find the Nerdy Pop podcast? Nerdypopshow.com uh, or just look up you know Nerdy Pop on. Uh, on uh, so you made it so iTunes easy for us. or any of that stuff. Yeah, I try so to try easy. to make it easy. And social media, same thing. Nerdy Pop Show is everywhere. Is at, at Nerdy Pop Show, um, and then uh, at Rogue Creatives or at uh, Rogue Aviation. Yeah. So, where what are you most excited about for the upcoming geekery that's coming out? Obviously, oh, the Picard Show is really going to be the big one, but I'm sure there's other ones. Oh, as well. there's so much. I it's such a good time. Like I'm I'm excited to see. I think. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see how Avengers four wraps oh. up the first phase, sets up the second or the first not the first phase, the first ten years with this kind of crew, and then sets up whatever's coming next. Is it phase? I think I could be wrong, but I think it's phase. Is phase four next? We're going into phase four. So how that gets set up or done, it will be interesting. Uh, you know, I'm interested to. I'm re, here's what I'm honestly right now. I'm kind of fascinated to wait and see is the new Star Wars movie and how J.J. Abrams deals with a movie that he didn't do. That I know there's going to be things he would not have done. And you think he's going to try to lean back on like the stuff that he like like raised parents and actually address? I it? hope. I hope he finds a middle ground. I hope he finds some sort of middle ground to where. It still can be uh, the, I don't know, like it's not quite as trying so hard to be fan pleasing as Force Awakens, but not so hard to be fan, you know, F you as, <laughs> as At least you agree Jedi that was. that's what Jedi felt uh, like. That was a huge was middle like... finger to the fans, I, I think. I, and and it, was, it was the weirdest movie for me because I walked out going, that was awesome, I think. And then by that night, I was like, wait, I, I don't. I'm not sure that I think it was awesome. And by and I saw it on Friday. By Sunday, I was like, I freaking hated that movie. <laughs> yeah. And and I went back and saw it again, and it just like all aside from huge plot holes that I thought what didn't make any sense all of a sudden arising. Um, oh, we're, the whole plot is we're out of fuel, uh, which has never really been a thing in Star <laughs> the Wars. Slowest before. car chase in the in I'm like the or, cinematic or when world. the when Laura Dern's character is like gonna ram the 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 big. It wasn't a Star Destroyer or whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever, the big ship. Um, and I'm like, 
you have to do that yourself. Like all the technology on this thing, and there's no autopilot. You can't yeah, set it to do that one. and leave. Not one. Um, things like that, or the whole side plot of going to uh, the the casino planet and all that stuff, where for no reason in the end. So what you're saying is the next episode between Matt and I is going to be the roast of the Last Jedi. Oh man, I would have. Fun and with right that. with the right with the ramming part, we could totally quote. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I'm gonna ram him, <laughs> dude. It was just Love it was it was Roger a hot Rabbit. mess, man. It was. it was a hot mess, and like even to the point where you know uh, I forgot. I want to say it was Screen Rant, but someone was releasing videos of like kind of like oh what's happening with these movies at like at like the Disney uh, executives and stuff. And I don't know. They were like oh man, well you know we we kill Leia. You know it ends up being Kylo that ends up killing Leia, and it was really good. And we send her off just into space, and like that's where she dies, and that, that's going to be the send off. And then the executive's like, "You should bring her back, like Mary Poppins." And he's like, "What?" He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, you should bring her back, yeah. like 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 she comes back into the ship, like Mary Poppins." And there's like, "I I I guess we could do that." It goes back to the executive. He's like. I really like Mary Poppins, right. and he's like, I think, I think I've got that. We've got that new Mary Poppins coming out. This is a good tie-in. Yeah, yeah, it's a right? good tie-in, right? <laughs> and you know, I don't know. There was just something about uh, there was something about that movie that just, like you said, it. It's just a big, big giant fuck. Even to the point where Kylo's like, dude, your your parents were nobodies. They were just farmers. Well, and that's the thing. And it was, and it felt, even felt like a lie because it felt like bad acting. It's like they're nobody. Don't right. worry about it. Exactly. When and they when they use the high pitch voice, you know they're lying. <laughs> and when you go, you go, you know, to me it was like Ryan Johnson looked back at every mystery, every question that JJ Abrams set up in the first one and just, just goes shut it I'm down. not gonna answer that. I'm not gonna whatever that expectation was, I'm not gonna give it to you. I'm not, the thing everything. And it's like, okay, if you've done that to one thing where you're like, I don't really want to make it about that, whatever. But he did it to every single the 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 mask, thing. the Kylo mask? Yeah. Not not existing anymore. It was like, wait, like, wasn't this the whole entire? Pre- so now is Kylo his own entity? Like, I'm so yeah, freaking confused by everything. It's it'll be. So that's what I'm interested to see. Can JJ bring it back around and resolve this story in a way that satisfies everyone? Or I I mean, let's just say no. There's no way to satisfy everyone. That's just not possible. True. Um, because Star Wars fans are insane. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does with it. This is what I will say. Can we blame Ryan Johnson or, you know, they did bring on the original writer that did Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan. Exactly. So, well, no, he was on. He was he was working with JJ on Force Awakens. I don't think he did anything on on Last Jedi. Are you sure? I'm, I'm gonna check it out. You right now. you you fact check me. I'm not sure on that, but <laughs> um, I know he he was very involved, and then he he co-wrote Solo with his son, um, but. Which is interesting, but um, but yeah, I don't think he had anything to do with Last Jedi. And which one was Last Jedi? Is that seven or eight now? That's eight. That's eight. Right, yep. Let's see. Who was it written by? Yeah. I think Ryan Johnson wrote it by himself. I I really hope not. All right, I'm gonna pull up the IMDb real quick. IMDb episode. IMDb eight. is. I mean, what did we do before that? We we guessed and we lied to each other. Oh, that's for sure. Oh. Okay, no, you're right. You're 100% right. Ryan Johnson, you are the you are our Satan because you, <laughs> you wrote it on your own and you directed it on your own. And, and uh, Disney, how did you approve of this? Oh, man. You couldn't even approve every, like, deaths that were on Star Wars Rebels. What was your thought behind approving yeah. everything for the last job? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was just like they really, they really seemed to give him carte blanche to just do whatever the hell he wanted and even to the point where he was gonna get his own trilogies after so it was like yeah what the fuck i don't understand that and i don't know it's 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 a it was it was a bizarre choice for him to do those things it's a bizarre choice for like kathleen kennedy to be like yeah do that because she's so control i mean like she keeps a strong hold on that universe i don't know i think it was just honestly the only thing that i could think of is breath of fresh air Maybe. Breath of Fresh Air because, like, I don't know. The first one was uh, the 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 one, two, and three. Too much politics. 
and just kind of George Lucas just letting it drive through. And obviously, Kathleen Kennedy was behind, was still there, but you know, uh, the higher power said otherwise. Yeah. Then you have four, five, and six, and four, five, and six are just beautiful and amazing. Uh, the hero's journey to to the fullest potential. But in all fairness, the original script of the Star Wars was horrific, and it had to go through a lot of yeah. rewrites in order to get where it was. And now where we're at, JJ kind of squeezed the orange too much by getting all the Star Wars juice into it. And making it uh, kind of like four, five, and six, yep. and then Ryan Johnson didn't squeeze enough. So, like you said, I think the only way is that we there, there's there's a happy medium somewhere. Yeah. We'll well, and then that. and then obviously they screwed themselves over by killing off Luke because they thought, oh, we'll make the next one about Leia, and of course, there's no way they could yeah. have predicted that Carrie Fisher was going to die. Yeah. So. Force Ghost Luke, yeah. I'm excited. That could be <laughs> oh, an awesome. Oh, that's thing, that's man. for sure happening. Yeah. Uh, even the crowd agrees with that. <laughs> yeah, wow, I, all these people in here with us—it's crazy. I, I know in this tiny room, who would have guessed it? I it's know. totally not a but, track. But thank you, thank you, everyone. <laughs> I appreciate that. It, Matt's just pointing out. He's like, yeah. "Thank you." Uh, well, watch Matt. Oh, we got the Rock staring at me over here. Oh yeah, he's uh, great. You know what? I'm gonna totally put it onto the Rock real quick. I see what the Rock is cooking. <laughs> so, so here, here, oh yeah, here I gotta lean it back a little bit. There you go. There's the Rock. So we actually have we have another cutout too. It's um. It's over behind here uh, on your podcast, Nerdy Papa. I definitely mentioned that I love Valiant. Not only that, but I'm wearing my Exo Man War shirt right there. But right. we have uh, we have Archer and Armstrong, which is a great, great, amazing comic that I love. Because uh, basically, Archer is <laughs> he's like part of this like Christian cult that's like we're we're we love God and and that's exactly who's driving us. So we're we're the right people to take over the world. So let's just massacre and like send out assassins and oh, kill good. everybody. So this guy's like, <laughs> he's really godly, sure. but he kills everybody. Manifest destiny, right? Exactly. So, but then you have Armstrong, which Armstrong is like the brother of the eternal warrior. Yeah. So he lives like forever, but he just, he hates that he lives forever. So he just fucking gets drunk constantly. <laughs> so like you have like the goody two shoes and then you have like the cussing alcoholic and they just make like a great, awesome team. That's fine. So, yeah, I planned on putting that up right there. I don't know why I didn't. All right. I have no idea why I didn't. You got to give yourself uh, you always got to have something else to do. Yeah. If you do it all, if you just put it everything up at the same time, then what do you got to do? So you got to you got to you got to pace yourself. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Slowly. You got to pace yourself. What we used to have the wall behind you was entirely covered with comic book oh, nice. uh, posters. Okay. But then one uh, uh everything reflected uh, first off. Two, I mean, we have other shows on the network so we were kind of like Hunt for the Paranormal has nothing to do with <laughs> comics after dark. But yeah, so uh you know what? We're going to get into this briefly. So if you guys, like I said, on Instagram, you saw that Comics After Dark. Uh, is We're on our last episodes. I know. I'm sorry, you guys. It's sad. It is do you sad. have a Do you uh, have a crowd going, right. No, I have, I have, <laughs> I have this one. Yes, oh, I'm there you sorry. go. Or here, we could do this You're one. You're fucking high! Are you out of your mind? Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Comics After Dark's been going for five years. Well, not comics after dark particularly it started off as undercity uh, undercity chaos okay i started that over at undercity comics down the street in uh whittier california from there uh we parted ways and i kind of wanted to continue doing comics but i didn't want to be confined to the comic book shop so i started comics after dark and you know what uh i love podcasting I, i love doing it i love everything about it but unfortunately i felt like i was I'm uh, leaning into the comics a little too hard and it doesn't give me any wiggle room yeah. at all. So I have a feeling that we're, uh, I, had, I had a great idea today and I leaned towards the rest of Rat House Productions. I was like, you know what? I, I think it's time for a rebranding. And they're like, okay, cool. And originally, I if this was through like two years ago, I would, I'd be like, no, there's no way. Right. I'm not going to do that. But now in this day and age, it seems like everybody's kind of doing it, even to the point where we have Fat Man on Batman. Kevin Smith is doing his sure. thing, but he recently rebranded, and now it's Fat Man Beyond. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so now he's continuing. To, he's rebranding. Yeah. So I think um, I think, I think, think we're going to rebrand it and make it a little more broad and a little more interesting for us. Yeah. So we're not just confined to comic book news, especially where I want to really focus on the comic book writers and artists, but sometimes I want to focus on other things. Yeah. So Matt, since you're in marketing, what do you think about this idea? I think it's great. I mean, that's, that's been sort of, 
you know, I mean, we talked about even uh, obviously Comic Con San Diego is kind of like the 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 physical manifestation of this, but like pop culture is just coming together now. Like the fact that my wife knows about these superheroes yeah. at all, yeah, things have changed. Um, the fact. Do you that, remember when Gwen Stacy died? You're like, you read that comic, and she was like, no, in the movie. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, or the fact that like Star Trek is something that like people go to see that you don't get made fun of for anymore. That's amazing for me. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, growing up, it was like sure. the the deep secret that you you're you, like you finally like, you like Star Trek. But um, and, and and I think it's a different day. So that you know, with Nerdy Pop, that was sort of our thing from the beginning. Is like anything that we would nerd out about. I mean, we'll talk about music. We'll talk about whatever. I mean, yes, a lot of that's going to be comic book movies or TV shows and things like that because that's some of the stuff that we love the most. But I, dude, don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. Man, see, Matt has my support. You guys better too. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. Of course, Matt. Uh, last but not least, where sure. can we find you on the internet? I uh, am at Matthew Barnes on Instagram and Twitter, and I think I'm MM Barnes nine on Facebook or something like that. Um, and yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Uh, I I got in apparently early enough to get my actual name on things. Oh yeah, I need to. Uh, I don't know if I should do that. Should no. I, should do. <laughs> I couldn't get Matt Barnes, but I could get. Oh my gosh, trip out on this. I can't get rathouse.com. Really? I don't know who, some random dude in like Arizona owns it. Yeah. And to the only research that I could do, there's someone else in Arizona there in that particular area. That's the only thing I could think of is that the guy owns Brat House. Oh. And it's, or Brat House. If yeah, you yeah, will. yeah, yeah. So he's selling hot dogs, but he like <laughs> also bought Rat House. I was like, dude. No. I'm not, I'm not trying to screw you over. Just get, throw he me a bone. It, he bought it just in case somebody yeah. forgets the B. Just in case. And it doesn't, and it doesn't even lead to his Oh, site. so it's not even a redirect. No, it's oh, not even a redirect. I'm like, come, okay. on, come man. on, man. Come on, dude. You need to, <laughs> can you give me back my, my ratthouse.com? It'd give be it, appreciated. Give, give it to him. So don't Let's worry. Do Comics After Dark is a go. Yes, we were on a bit of a hiatus. But we're coming back in full force, and we got some great ideas. That's what I will say. Of course, you guys, head to rathouse.net, R-A-T-T-H-A-U-S dot net. Click on the Pop Funko link, man. It is Halloween time, so you're going to get some awesome Halloween Pop Funkos. If you're looking at our video right now, you know, I'm not saying you could get this Han. But let's just say this. If you wanted to get a Han, you might be able to get it through Pop Funko. So go ahead. Pop Funko. Uh, click on the Pop Funko link. You're going to get 10% off of any of the pops that you order on there. As well as go to click on the Teespring link, man. Get a Comics After Dark shirt. Why? You got the chance. Because when that rebranding happens, we're not going to be around anymore. All right, you guys. I'm your host, MTR, and special guest, Matt. Make sure to go ahead. Subscribe to Nerdy Pop, man. I was on it. I support it. I love it. I've been listening to it for a while, so you should, too. And I want to say, keep on comic coming while you got the chance, guys. Later. Later.